What is going on, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome back to another episode of The Kingdom Says. I am your host, as always, Garrett Williams. We've got a special episode for you today. A little bit of a uh, Kingdom Says Kingdom Recon crossover episode. We've got Mr. Arrowhead Tom here, co-host of The Kingdom Says and The Kingdom Recon show. Uh, Tom, how are we doing tonight? Okay. Tom's muted. Tom doesn't muted. know how to himself. Okay, we're good. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I apologize, my friends. My my computer froze just as I could hear you, but my computer froze. You know, I oh, feel, now I feel like a Chiefs wide receiver, just not ready oh, for, yeah. for the play. Ball hit me right in my hands. I'm just – so that's how I feel. Um, or maybe like any member of the Chiefs offense after this week. Uh, yeah. Listen, I the holidays, full swing of things, busiest time of the year, and uh, – it's rough out here right now, but uh, you know what? We're we're gonna talk about all that. We're gonna get into it. We're gonna hopefully sprinkle some some seeds of hope. But I'm happy to be here with you guys, and I will try to not talk too much about draft prospects. But no promises. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll definitely see about that. Also, join us, Mr. Randy Ellenberger, co-host of Kingdom Recon as well. How we doing, Randy? Doing awesome. Doing awesome. Just uh. Recovering from the uh, the festivities of the holidays, I hope everyone else had a had a merry Christmas and got some quality down, you know, family time and get to maybe chill and reset a little bit and uh, flush some uh, some bad football memories out of our brains and and find a way to uh, right the ship. Yeah, yeah, that would be nice to uh, to flush out all those bad memories. But good holiday season. Obviously, it's uh, you know it's a little tough with the Chiefs. Just absolutely laying an egg uh, on Christmas Day, but hey, it is what it is, you know. A lot better, a lot better things to focus on on Christmas than uh, than what the Chiefs were doing on the field. So uh, that's the biggest theme that we're going to be talking about today. Uh, unfortunately, Kyle cannot join us tonight, but uh, we are wishing him well. Um, before we get too far into it, though, we do want to say thank you all for tuning tuning in and joining us this season. Um, we really do appreciate the support. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and YouTube, just all the love that you guys have shown us this season. Uh, it's definitely been a, a wild ride so far, and uh, you know who knows how much further this season will end up going. Obviously, we still got two weeks left of the season, so we're not going to completely uh, shift into off-season mode yet, but we will talk about why uh, expectations are pretty low going forward, uh, I think, for the Chiefs, especially what we've seen just, yeah, this entire season, um, kind of just going back through it and uh, figuring out what went wrong this year, you know, that's, that's, uh, it's very surprising to say the least, even for people who really, you know, intently cover the Chiefs like we do, it's like, even, even Christmas, that surprised us, you know, that was even mm -hmm. one of the very, a very surprising performance. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about how we got here. Uh, we're going to dive into it. Tom, any first and uh, and foremost thoughts of, of the Chiefs season here. Yeah, I mean, and we say that because, like, the kind of the way we're talking about it, it almost sounds like the season is already over. Obviously, there's, there's football left to play. There's a lot of ball, you know, playoffs, all that stuff. But for most of us, we're, we're kind of seeing the writing on the wall, right? Um, and I think it starts – you know, and I, I said this, I think I tweeted this on um, during the game. We had a team last year that overachieved, right, in what was supposed to be a, quote, rebuilding year. And they tried to ride the magic again. 
and it's just not there, right? And, and you know, I'll say this because I don't want to be too, you know, um, negative, too, you know, final about it all. Because again, we could we could go on a run. That's all it takes is you know string together some games. But yeah, realistically, I don't think anybody in Chiefs Kingdom is holding their breath. You know, um, but it's frustrating because. So, you know, if it would be one thing if there were injuries and there were, you know, complications and, and those types of things that happened. But these were the concerns that we had back in training camp, right? These are the concerns, the concerns we had going into the offseason last year. You know, are there going to be receivers? How is the offensive line going to hold up? Um, you know, and, and that's, I think, the receivers get a lot of it. But I, whew, there's some work to do on this offensive line. I, we've talked about it every week that he's played Wanya Morris, like, we're hoping he was be he was going to be the guy, and that'd be a big win for us if if he could. And I, his game against the Raiders was brutal. I was just watching a clip before we started where he's the very last man off to move off the line on the offense or defense, right? So, is that young you know player stuff? Sure, but you can't have that. But so so it goes back to this: the team wanted to double down on a Super Bowl year. They wanted to run it back. There, there's some logic in that, but they lacked the, I think, the own like self scouting to go. Hey, we we need to we need to get better because other teams have gotten better. Um, we need to adapt and change because other teams have adapted and changed. And, and you know, again, they talk about like the Super Bowl hangover or anything like that. Um, I, these guys are all professionals. You know, they're working hard. They do their thing, but you could see it with some of these guys that were on this roster last year, especially who I feel have been a little entitled, have have thought it was going to come easy, have just, um, you know, they've they've done a lot of talking about working harder and and that kind of thing, but they haven't. And then you can see the guys who who really are working their butts off, but just don't, you know, haven't been in the position to be successful, right? Um, so. We got here because we tried to run back, you know, a, a Super Bowl championship team that overachieved last year, and we're not overachieving <laughs> this. Year. It's realistic expectations, um, you know, for the actual roster at hand. We we know who we are now. We'll say it that way. Yeah, and if anything, I think a lot of these guys that we that we had a lot of hope for. Um, and that we heard through training camp in the offseason that they're working hard, they're taking steps, they're going to progress, they're going to make, they're going to do big things. Um, that they've really just fallen short and actually regressed in in production, like overall. I mean, last year towards the end of the season, AFC Championship game, you know, MVS looked great. I was like, all right, sweet, like maybe some things are finally clicking for him. Like he's gonna he's gonna turn the corner, he's gonna be productive. He's a ghost, like. Even when he's on the field, he is invisible. Like, no one pays attention to him. Pat doesn't pay attention to him anymore. He's not dependable. You can't count on him for anything except for maybe looking over the wrong shoulder, finding the wrong landmark, not catching the football. Um, mm -hmm. Heard all offseason long that Sky Moore was looking great. He's shifty. He's creating space. You know, he's, he's, he's looking strong. He's looking fast. Bull, like. Not that, that's not happening. Kadarius Tony's a number one wide receiver. He's got all this ability. Fantastic. All the ability in the world doesn't do anything if you can't one stay healthy, 
to keep a level head and and put put it all together and like move forward like i it, we you keep giving him all these opportunities you know to to get because we always hear you know once he gets the ball in his hands he's electric well great you have to catch the ball first and then you hear yeah. about all these big plays but that really hasn't produced anything through his career like he's got a handful of big plays in his what four-year career now like mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. The, the lack of development from the wide receiver room it's uh, just definitely a big big downfall of this season and you know it, it's there's it's so many different things that kind of goes into it you know it's uh you know the wide receivers coach obviously we've talked about ad nauseum just the scheme in general i think uh the the offensive philosophy early on in the season where they're trying to feed every single person you know and didn't really let people get into a rhythm this is a um, junior high football like not everyone gets to play put your dudes on the yeah. field and let them and I think, yeah i think there's some other i mean there's other things to consider too especially with the receiver i mean obviously Kadarius tony was touted as the number one kind of guy going into it but people kind of forget that like he got hurt literally the the first day of training camp like the first practice <laughs> he just misses all of training camp like it's just so that obviously plays a big factor guys have to learn different roles now that have to fill in for him to, to try to make up for that in training camp. And then once you get him back, he's not, you know, he's up and down and health wise, all the guys are kind of up and down health wise. It's just, it was just so many different things um, in the wide receiver room that I think really just kind of broke down the offense this year. Uh, and something that at least, you know, last year we didn't really see that much kind of inconsistency with the guys. You had more reliable options like Juju and MBS, you know, was a decent option still. Um, just very surprising, definitely, to see how, uh, like like I said, just how much of a step back that they've taken. Uh, and it's gotten worse throughout the entire season. You know, there's not really been much of a writing of the ship. Like, this is this past game versus the Raiders, Pat drops back, and it's instantly like, yeah, he, he there's nobody open. Nobody has a clue what they're doing on every play. Um, it's it's real bad football. It's it's real bad football. And and like uh, like we kind of pointed to earlier, we, you know, that was the plan going into the off season. It's just to develop that you guys that you already have. You didn't make any big additions really in free agency. You know, you draft a, a receiver in a second round, which is is good. Um, but it's that was normal. yeah, and it, that's that's worked out great. But it's just you know you lose a piece in Juju and you don't really make up for him uh, anywhere. You, and you also lose McCole Hardman, obviously. Uh, who started the season with us or without us. It's just a whole whole mess of things. Um, and really, I think when you look at the offense's, you know, lack of production this year, it starts at the wide receiver room. Yeah. And, I, and I'll and i be first to admit, too, like at the beginning of the season, I had I had really high hopes for, for Smith and Taylor playing tackle. You know, a couple of veterans who have had some success in the league and, and have put good tape out there. And I was like, all right. You know, our, our three interior dudes are about as solid as you can get as a as a unit throughout the NFL. And I was like, all right, a couple quality veterans on the outside. Pat's not going to be running for his life all the time. He'll be able to sit and pick guys apart. Well, that hasn't happened. Like, Juwan Taylor, he's, he's the most penalized player in the NFL. Yeah. This guy cannot and, you know- figure out the snap count, jumping early, holding dudes, He's not moving his feet. He's reaching and grabbing, you know, and then mm-hmm. Wanye coming in for, for Smith, you know, he looked great the first couple of games. I should say great. He looked really good. 
you know, he, yeah, he, he had moments for a, for a third round rookie. He looked pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, he, he was a third round guy, you know, there's some development there that, that needs to happen, but he, some of that stuff looked real promising the last couple of games. It was a completely different show last week when he's, when you got Max Crosby, you know, lined up from you across from you and that dude just doesn't quit. Like, <laughs> There is no quit in Max Crosby, and 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 of all the Raiders, that is the one dude. Even though he's got an attitude problem, he's the one dude that I kind of actually admire on that roster for just being a dog that doesn't quit. Yeah. Doesn't he's a dog. He's he's got great talent. He's got great motor. He's a leader, and he's got that mentality that you know the, that the Raiders are trying to build build around and what the Raiders want. But I was like. Man, Pat was Pat was trying to scramble as soon as he got the ball because he was fearful that he was you know going to get hit immediately just because the yeah. tackles could not do anything. He was scrambling for his life out there. It really reminded me of the of the twenty twenty Super Bowl versus the Bucks. Like exactly. every drop back, was serious flashbacks of that Tampa Bay yeah. Super Bowl, and I was and just, a similar deal where it's like no one's if he does somehow get it get a pass off, no one's going to well, catch it. You know? Can I can I be a little more critical? So we talked about the tackles. I need to. Yeah. Going into this year, I thought that there was going to be a tough decision, you know, because the Chiefs are going to have – they both had, you know, Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith, same draft class. Um, I I don't – if this was the contract year for Trey Smith, I don't know if I offer him another contract, at least not a, a top-end guard con- – He Trey Smith looks like he's gone backwards a little bit. Yeah, um, a little bit, especially in his pass blocking. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know if that's with, you know, having Taylor next to him and some things have changed. You know, it, people, I think, don't always understand how how much of a – how much that, you know, offensive line works as a unit. Um, and just having, you know, some continuance with the guy next to you is pretty big. But, man, it just feels like he is getting called for penalties when, you know, the other two guys are, you know, not – and then I've yeah. seen him, you know, end up on the ground and he's lunging and, and just some, some of the bad habits that, you know, as a prospect, I remember knocking him for, but um, yeah, there's just a lot of areas on this team that make you go, what, what are we doing? How are yeah. we, how are we all doing, you know, moving backwards? I think a big factor, I mean, you know, by himself as a pass blocker and whatnot, he has kind of regressed a little bit. Um, I think a lot of it does play into part with who you're playing next to, obviously. Like, a lot of what we've been seeing, the Chiefs kind of get burned on this year is, like, stunts and, and blitz pickups and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. So that's a big factor of having a having a new guy outside you that's, you know, you're not really working well with on stunts and whatnot. Um, but, you know, it's it's so tough. and That, that can be an excuse earlier in the season. Yeah, like, but this it's just yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very late season. Territory. Yeah. territory. Yeah, there's I think there's still some bright spots. Like I think, you know, despite the 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 it was a bad game from everyone, basically. That's kind of the, the problem. Um and it's hard, hard almost hard to like continue to to judge off of one game. You know, Juan Day Morris looked really good uh these past couple weeks. And then obviously when the rest of the team kind of gets burnt, uh he did too. Uh, I think that there's some still some potential there. Trey Smith, you know, can he get better still? Who knows? Is there is there more of a is there more improvement for him there? Is it just a result of the entire offensive line looking bad? It's 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 hard to tell. It's it's just been a downward spiral for the entire 
And this, like I said, everybody's gotten worse, really. And the offensive line has not improved since uh, the season started. Yeah. And I know we have to have a little bit of grace with, with Creed and, and Trey. You know, they're young players. I mean, third third season. I mean, I mean, for all intents and purposes, like they have they have really outplayed their, you know, their their tenure. Oh, yeah. It felt like first couple of years like we were like, wow, like we have a tandem here that's going to that's going to ride pretty sweet for the next for the next few years. And then granted, there's going to be some growing pains. But I think, yeah, it, I don't know if necessarily if, if Trey's trying to maybe try to do too much to try to help cover up Taylor and what he's doing on the other side over there. But I'm like, stuff's not gelling. I mean, so yeah. I, in a lot of this, you know, we talked a little bit pre-show too on, you know, how we, how we kind of attack this, like, this is a top down issue right now, because mm-hmm. a lot of these things are coaching scheme development, all of these things wrapped into one. And, you know, it all starts with Veach and it goes to coach Reed and it trickles down to the positional, you know, coordinators and positional coaches. And, you know, you, you know, you try to have these conversations with people on Twitter and whatnot about, what does a positional coach really do in the NFL? They're supposed to. Okay. They're supposed <laughs> to like, they're supposed to know what they're doing. They're supposed to make improvements. They're supposed to help these guys stop making the same mistake over and over and over. Like at some point, you got to take some accountability. And I and I think that's where the real hard part is, is like there's a lot of guys that just aren't stepping up, aren't being accountable, aren't putting in the eff- extra effort, aren't I don't know what they're doing. It's just it's it's hard to watch these guys make the same mistakes over and over and over each week. Mm-hmm. You know the the definition of insanity. You know doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Like something's got to change. Something it has to start from the top and you know work its way down. Somebody's got to you know point a finger and say, "Hey, you're not doing your job. We need mm-hmm. to fix something." And if you can't do it, we're going to find somebody else who will. Yeah. Whether that's and somebody who can, another guy on the roster, like we talked a little bit pregame or pre-show. I don't care if I ever see MVS on the on the field again. If he's going to be yeah. a ghost out there on the field, why can't running cardio a shot? Why can't Washington get out there and and try to run somebody off? Yeah, doesn't even look like he cares half the time, and the defense doesn't care if he's out there anyway because they know that's not going to throw to him. <laughs> Yeah, they're not worried. They're not, right they're not worried about that dude at all. So, you know, put a different face out there that's going to try. Give Ross some more snaps. I don't care. Get somebody out there who's going to try and and prove themselves. Yeah, the dude out there doesn't look like he cares. Definitely at this point, just need to shake something up. Like the personnel, some type of personnel has to change and pretty drastically. Like just literally just try anything because right. Obviously, the trend has uh, has not been going well. Besides Rice, I mean, they've been giving Rice more snaps, so that's good. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but and, and here's the thing: MVS had as many snaps as as Travis Kelsey last week. I'm like, there's no yeah. reason for that. Yeah, and it, it's hard to make those claims because it's it, or those demands this late in the season. Like I, I'll acknowledge yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Andy's not going to be the guy who you know. I, I wouldn't hold my breath on all that, but what you're saying makes sense from the, you know. Um, I think the sense of urgency, <laughs> um, but it goes back to, I think maybe, maybe probably some arrogance from the team as a whole, from the leadership, yeah. from the construction standpoint, because they felt like, Hey, we won, you know, we won with these guys last year. And we heard a little bit of this during the, the, you know, the speeches and stuff. Oh, this was supposed to be a rebuilding year. Yada. And, and you know what, that there's a part of that. That's really great. 
that I really, you know, like, hell yeah, like, you know, stick it to them, fire it up, you know, us against the world, let's do it. Um, but you still got to put in the work and, and do the, you know, the stuff in between there and, and here to keep, to stay competitive, right? Um, and so I go to, you know, we talk about coaching, like, I'm surprised this offensive line has struggled so much just because we have such a good O-line coach in Andy Heck. Right. Right. Um, we, and so I go, okay, is, is he thinking about hanging it up? You know, he's, he's been around for a long time. Um, and he's one of Andy's, you know, right-hand guys. Um, you know, is, is there something there that's going on? Is it just not clicking? Like, uh, you talk, you know, I'm one of the biggest defenders of, of Jawan Taylor. I was, I was, you know, early and going, Hey, it'd be great to bring in. And like, he's got all the tools, but he's not, you know, he's not putting it together like we want him to. Um, you know, and that's that's frustrating. I think that's, you know, you're kind of hoping that a change of scenery for him, you know, makes it so he's got he can put those tools together. You're trusting a guy like you know, um, like Andy Heck to be able to get the best out of a player who is as it's similar to Kadarius Tony. Jawan Taylor's as athletically you know talented as any tackle, just about any tackle you're going to find in the NFL. But his mental, the mental part of it is just not there. Um, yeah. You know, the wide receiver room, uh, that's the one that it feels like, you know, they really doubled down on maybe some things that they shouldn't have. <laughs> um, they went, you know what, we're all right. And we were not all right. Um, and that's that's a challenge in and a also, lot of ways. You know, it should also be kind of mentioned, too. And if Kyle were here, he would probably definitely mention this. It does help if you uh, could have signed your starting defensive tackle to a deal and not had him hold out and kind of straddle you for money all off season, you know, that would have freed up some, uh, some more cap space, obviously. Um, yeah. Might've changed I, some things yeah. he did. That, in leads us in, that leads us into a whole different conversation too, that we were talking, you know, appreciate yeah. with like, what does the future hold? Like when we, when we talk about, you know, how we, how we write the ship and how, how we get things back to where we, we want to be is like, there's some off season, questions some serious questions that have to be answered some big big decisions mm -hmm. to make and i you know it, it's hard to it's right now it's hard to kind of pinpoint exactly what to do but i mean if you look at you know chris jones and sneed you can't yeah. sign both of them and i don't want to get too much into the, into the off season stuff you know at this very right. step but like that's a big decision to make and yeah and you know, the defense the, the defense has need but it's yeah off yeah and the defense has played you know obviously really well this season and that's been the highlight of all is the reason we have the record we do this year that's the limped the offense handed yeah. the Raiders 14 points that's the game i've never seen that before back-to-back -back defensive touchdowns like I, i've that, seen it on like yeah, in in like little league, <laughs> I've seen it in games where, yeah. where you know high school people get blown out fifty to nothing. Yeah, the defense played lights out. They allowed six points. What there was what no? How many yards did uh, O'Connell have in the in the second half passing? Was it less? He didn't complete a single pass in the second half. Yeah, no, not entire, in the second half. That's after unheard the of. First quarter, after the first yeah. quarter. Yeah, now that's unheard of. You know, the Chiefs' offense was on the I was on the field for most of the second quarter. Um, because they you know, threw those two back to back or those back to back plays, but yeah, I mean, literally, if the if the offense had just gone out there and punted the ball every time, you know, after that first touchdown, they would have won the game yeah. based on how the defense played. All yeah, they had to do was uh, not turn the ball over, and the turnovers. Listen, the fumble, 
I like, like, listen, I love the creative Andy Reid stuff, and I will live with the mishaps that come with that. I don't like it that close to the goal line because that defense yeah, is not. Whatever that was. So that, inside your 15? Yeah. And then, and then the pick six to, from Mahomes, that was 100% Texas Tech, but it was also, and this is also where they're not on the same page with the receivers and stuff. Because Watson didn't uh, look back, he was backpedaling. It was, it was him, but it was it wasn't even if I remember right, and I haven't gone back and watched. I we we intentionally were trying to avoid getting too much in the Raiders game for my blood pressures for the sake of my blood pressure. <laughs> yeah. um, but there was another guy who drifted over where I think he was not even supposed to be that far over, and it was and his guy was able to peel off. It was just, it was a cluster, and and it, so part of that was on Mahomes because Mahomes was doing too much. I thought he threw the ball away. I was like, oh, good. You know, live to fight another down. And then next thing I know, the guy's running back with the, and I'm like, oh, I, I genuinely thought his, his, you know, his, inter, his like throw out of bounds got intercepted. Um, yeah. But I just, and you know, you like we can't, him. yeah. I was going to say, we can't uh, fully dis, dis, uh, dis blame Mahomes with credit. You know, he didn't have a great game. And obviously, with all the other factors that's, that's kind of been going on this entire season, uh, he's still putting up real good numbers and whatnot, but uh, yeah, you know, I, I mean, think you'd be the first to admit that he's even not playing his best football this year. Um, and it's just, you know, well, it's hard to do it by yourself. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's tough when you're the only one out there. That's, I mean, there is, that is true. That is true. Um, it looks like, I mean, honestly, if you, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but that game reminded me so much of some of the Texas tech games. Yeah. Because it would be it would be that oh god he's got the ball he's running for his life he's throwing incredible plays and then you know he's willing the team up and down the field and then when he did have time nobody could get open or he'd take a shot and hit him right and who was there was somebody it hit him in the chest and I'm no trying to remember Gray, what it was. Gray in the back of the end zone yeah I mean yeah Noah Gray in the chest back right in the, the, yep right in the chest thank right. God and we they're like oh this is a good play by the defender no that was a drop no. You know, yeah. we continue to drop everything. And so it's like, you, you know, you don't – here's what here's the reality with that. You don't need to surround him with the all-world talent like he had with Tyreek and all that stuff. That's, you don't. Like, we've seen that necessarily. you got to give him more than what, you, what he's got. Yeah. And, and that's where he, he's, 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 it, it, was, it was hubris. It was a little bit of, ah, you know, we got Pat. We've got the cheat code. And, and I, I – I think I said this earlier in the season, or maybe it was early in the offseason. I've used this comparison before, and this is what I want to see from Brett Beach. The 2006 New England Patriots. I don't remember who they were playing. I just remember Tom Brady playing a very solid Tom Brady-like game, and they are on the goal line getting ready. Um, and, and I think it was the divisional round. They need a touchdown to score. Third or fourth down, they run – they throw a um, – it's not even a screen pass. They're an I formation. Their receiver, Rache Caldwell's out by himself. The defense forgets to cover him. I'm talking, I'm talking, I could have walked on the field, took the ball through to him, and got the touchdown. And, and I remember it because Rache Caldwell, for those of you who have watched football, he is the guy who had the real big eyes. Um, they like <laughs> stuck out of his helmet. And, and I will never forget it because Tom Brady, you know, sees it, calls it, chucks it over to him. Rache's on top of it. Boom, textbook right in the hands, drops the ball. Patriots lose that game. That offseason, they went out and they got Wes Welker, and they went out and they got Randy Moss. And I don't know if Randy Moss is, you know, hanging out in free agency or if he's available or if there's somebody like that, but that's, you know, 
when you talk about what are we what are you going to do next year you better when when free agency opens and i don't mean when it opens i mean like when the combine happens andy brett veach and andy reed better run into mike evans agent you know in indianapolis coincidentally <laughs> and it's happened to have dinner with him yeah um you know they better go see they better call everybody Pitt. from from denver to i would love to see know, Pittman in kansas city next year yeah see, see, who's on the market, see which young receiver you know is bitching too much behind the scenes go i mean you call every team in the nfl you call yourselves and go who who do you got to trade me for wide receiver i mean um, if i you know if there's one thing to that to take from this chief season and chiefs fans should almost certainly look forward to is that they will make some kind of adjustment you know every year we've seen brett feach outside of maybe this year you know which is kind of a, a weird year but every year we've seen him just absolutely overhaul position go out and make some kind of big acquisition uh or something so I, but he's, I, I he's have a lot of hope. I, I agree. I just think yeah. he's get, so one, he's going to have more money than he's normally had. Um, but he's also got some work to do. Yeah. Um, he has some work. Like we Jeez. said, you're going to replace at least another one tackle this offseason, right? Probably. Yeah. Um, you probably, even if, even if miraculously they keep Jones and Sneed. They have to add more to that defensive line up front, those defensive tackles. They're going to have to figure out what to do with their linebackers because Nick Bolton's the only starter who's left under contract next year. So there's like four <clears throat> position groups that need, you know, that are going to have turnover at starting snaps. And you got to deal with that in a meaningful way. And then, you know, I hope that when you come, like what I've seen their approach to be before is they like to use free agency to pick up guys who are kind of value players who can be starters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they take, they take a couple of big swings here or there. So hopefully they do that, you know, at least one wide receiver, at least, you know, I'd love to see them bring in a, um, you know, somebody on defense again. Um, and then you find those role players and then you head into the draft and you're able to draft like more based on best player uh, and, yeah, and kind of looking forward, grab some interior offensive linemen, grab some more defensive tackles, grab some cornerbacks, some, you know, grab another, or grab at least two wide receivers. Like, you know, then you can it's and it's a good draft class for a lot of the positions that the Chiefs have needs at. Um sure. but they've got to be <clears throat> I can't believe I'm gonna say this about Brett Beach. He's gonna have to be more aggressive than he normally is. Yeah, uh, which is usually pretty damn aggressive. Yep, we're gonna have to see uh, some big changes for sure. As far as the rest of this here uh, 2023 Chiefs season, obviously we have the Bengals coming up this Sunday. Um if the Chiefs win that game, they have clinched the AFC West uh, for what's that like a eighth, ninth consecutive year in a row, eight, um, eight years in a row. If they if they win on Sunday, um, secures a playoff spot. Obviously, we're out of one seed contention, so there's at least a somewhat decent chance if we win that they might rest some guys week eighteen. <clears throat> um, you know, the big story is going to be they just have to do something on offense. They can't be that mistake heavy they have to get back to some kind of basic fundamental football um the defense i have no worries about whatsoever it's all the offense um <laughs> which is still crazy to say it's it's still it's still very wild to say it's, still it's, but it's just weird to even like yeah. have this, that sentence come out of your mouth with what we've and it's been even like you know there's just been so many times this season where it's like oh this is a vintage clutch moment right here from the chiefs offense we might see and it's just 
is not happening. You know, like this is what the Chiefs are. Um, they're going to have to really grind for a win uh, versus Cincinnati. Um, I'm, so I'm we're going to have to see. Pacheco is able to play this week. I think he's kind of that that yeah. energy spark plug guy that I think we need to run our offense through right now. And yeah. I, I will give Mr. Uh, Edwards Allaire a little bit of credit here in the last couple of weeks. He has, yeah, uh, he has played probably his best football in the last two years. I think probably in the last three I, weeks. I wouldn't yeah. even say probably. Clyde. You know, I'm he's, like, who he's, the he's hell? The yeah. Like, yeah, I didn't realize that McKinnon's injury was that that uh, that big to where he needed to go on IR. But you know, Ceh is he's he's picked up the slack. He's played some good football. He's he's made some key plays. He's come up clutch in, in a couple of spots. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'll, I'll I'll give that dude credit for as much as I've bagged on him in the past. Yeah, yeah, I hear. You. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, it's been big to. To see some players, to see him play with some spark, and to play with, I think he's just looked more athletic and with like one of his plays, he was dragging guys like it was, it was impressive. So hopefully they can capture that and and come up with a good you know rotation there and you know and be willing to go to that when the passing game isn't working. Yep, we just gotta put together a clean game of football. You know, I'd say this year is about like a twenty-five percent chance of that happening in any given Sunday for the Chiefs. <laughs> but there's still, I mean, hey, that's still that's still that's still a chance. Um, there is still a chance. So, you know, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a, an interesting end to the season. Thank you all, obviously, for tuning in and joining us this entire year. Um, we've got a lot more coming for you. Uh, we're not gonna fully dive into the off-season mode yet, but we're getting pretty close to it. Um, bowl games uh, and college football bowl games are finishing up. Um, so there will be some uh, some prospects to talk about on Kingdom Recon where you can find Tom, Randy, and Josh uh, talking about prospects that may or may not relate to the Chiefs, although probably, probably a, lot of, a lot of Chiefs talk. With, yeah, uh, we're going to get a little bit more uh, Chiefs heavy, I think, as, as we get a little bit closer here. But Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that will be a good time. Be sure to tune in to the Kingdom Says YouTube channel. Um, we're going to work on getting them a, uh, some podcast podcast streams going to and whatnot. So you can listen to them on multiple platforms, but that is where you can find them. Um, find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at kingdom says pod, go over to our YouTube, subscribe, like review, all that good stuff. Um, and yeah, that is, that is about all we've got for it. Fellas, any final thoughts before we get out of here? I got to keep the faith. I mean, it, I, I'm still, I'm not giving up on this season because, like you know, Tom mentioned at the beginning of the show, like you just need to win one, two, put something together, go on a little bit of run. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting here in the next couple of weeks with with our last two games on where we kind of end up with the seating. Maybe we end up in that two seed right now. If we stay at the three seed, it looks like we're going to have Buffalo coming to town, which I'm not too crazy about Buffalo. I mean. Yeah. That was a game regardless, and it can go either way. Uh, I, I'd rather see us move up and, and end up playing, you know, Cleveland and the fighting Joe Flacco's, even though <laughs> Flacco, Flacco is looking uh, better than he has in the last 15 years as a, as a pro, so it's kind of crazy. Yeah, right. Uh, we'll yeah, see. That, that, Hold on. We will see. Hands. We will see about the playoffs, so. Yep, that'll do it for this episode. Thank you all for tuning in and listening once again. And we will see you guys on the next episode of The Kingdom Says.